0: So um, today we're going to continue with our series on mental health in the church. It's under the broad series called Issues Affecting the Church Today. Mm. So um, the past two weeks we've touched on uh, Brother Brother Felix did an, uh, an overview of mental health and kind of like gave us a broad view of what it is uh, aspects of mental health even uh how sometimes it's misused or confused or some people kind of kind of like want to uh take pride in mental health that if they do something sinful it's it's because you know it's it's because of mental health uh, and brother Joe, last time touched on the definition of mental health, kind of trying to to put a distinction between mental health and uh, mental illness. So, so as we are uh, going forward with our topic today, we're going to uh, dig deeper into uh, one aspect of mental health. Mental illness it's a it's a disease, a mental disease called. Uh, bipolar disorder. So as I was trying to prepare, I wanted I was trying to understand, um, how it fits in, uh, into our study, as in, how do we do we look at it? Because it's it's a, it's a very difficult topic to to tackle, mm. especially for me. Uh, first of all, because I'm not. I haven't been much interested in biology or in neurology or anything, so they are getting into these things would be something like a new lesson for me and also trying to understand it in in uh in that I have never encountered someone with bipolar disorder or never have I had it even in the church I have never seen anyone with it, so it was quite difficult to kind of like um maybe just get into it and just be familiar with it. So today I'm going to try to give a detailed and balanced account on this topic. So the way I did this is more of a research, uh, more than it is my thoughts. Like I said, this is a topic that's very foreign to me. So, um, I don't wanna waste time. It's- since we might need also more time to discuss so the first section of our discuss, of, of the, the topic we're going to be more um, scholarly not in the in the, in the theological sense but in trying to understand what really is bipolar disorder yeah um, so from my research I've been getting, information from different um, research, researches or research articles. Um, so I'm going to be, to be, for my overview, I'm going to get something from um, the Maya Clinic, what they, what they wrote about um, bipolar disorder. So firstly, the definition. So bipolar disorder, uh, formerly called manic depression, is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs, mania or hypomania, and lows, depression. I'll just um, repeat again for for the sake of those who did not get it right. Bipolar disorder, formerly called manic depression, that is an, until nineteen sixties. Uh, when they were calling it manic de- depression. From the 1960s going up, they started calling it bipolar disorder. So it's a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs. The emotional highs, they're called mania or hypomania, and the lows, emotional lows, which are depression. It's not just depression alone but it's, a, it's 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 just a swing between the two so when you become depressed you may feel sad or hopeless and lose interest or pleasure in most activities when your mood swing uh, sorry so when your mood shifts to mania or hypomania that's those are the highs uh, hypomania by the way let me just clarify Hypo, hypomania is the less severe symptom of this uh, disorder so there's hypomania which is a bit mild and then there's mania which is extreme you may feel euphoric full of energy unusually irritable and these mood swings can affect sleep energy activity judgment behavior and ability to think clearly so episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times a year. While most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes, some may not experience any. So it comes in different degrees. Although bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition, you can manage your mood swings and other symptoms by following a treatment plan. In most cases, bipolar disorder is treated with medications and psychological counselling or psychotherapy. Right. <clears throat> So basically, um, I think from my, uh, ignorant sense, uh, I never used to understand what bipolar uh, disorder is in that I thought maybe it's just when someone just snaps from being normal to being angry and just being explosive. But today, as I was studying, I got to understand that it's not only from normal to anger, um, there are different emotions that, that, are, that, that are being conveyed depending on which side of of um of this the the, the, the disorder is it erupted on. So for a person with bipolar disorder, <clears throat> the emotional highs are characterized by we're talking about those ones, the other side. Abnormally upbeat or jumpy or wired. Increased activity, energy, and agitation. Exaggerated sense of well-being and self-confidence. Those people are prone to just say, I can fly. Just jump from the building saying, I'm feeling so confident about my, my ability to fly. They're unrealistic in some, t- in some of the things they, they do. Um, decreased need of sleep. They can't sleep. Sometimes it's just the brain keeps going on and on and on. You cannot you cannot um sleep. Um there's unusual talkativeness. It also happens. It's not only that they are angry, but they just talk uncontrollably. Uh, they have racing thoughts, they just can't stop thinking. Even they get distractions when things are happening, or you're trying to focus in a lesson or anything, maybe your thoughts are just racing, uh, they can be distracted easily. And also, poor decision-making. For example, going on buying sprees, um, yeah, and making some foolish investments, it also happens. So it is not only anger that's seen during these episodes. So studies show that at least three of these symptoms are displayed during... Um, these episodes. This is the the, the the emotional highs of someone who's bipolar. On the other side, there is the lows. It's not only uh, it's not only maybe just you are you're you are sitting down, you can't do anything. It's not only depression, but it's part of it. there's depression, a depressed mood, such as feeling sad, empty, Hopeless or tearful. Uh, In children and teens, depressed mood can appear as irritability. Marked loss of interest or feeling no pleasure at all. You don't enjoy anything. Um, Significant weight loss when not dieting. Weight gain. Sometimes, yeah, it's different. You know, some lose weight, some gain weight uh, or decrease or increase in appetite. In children, failure to gain weight as expected can be a sign of depression. Uh, they have insomnia, or some even sleep too much. Um, they either feel restless or showed or slowed behaviour. Uh, they have fatigue or loss of energy. Feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt. This is yeah, an emotional state. <coughs> um, decreased ability to think or concentrate. We talked about indecisiveness. I'm thinking about planning or attempting suicide. So this disease affects the brain in that way that... Um, just kind of like plays around with the the way you think and sometimes just few things that are not there that are not true that are not realistic right um one thing that i discovered about these symptoms of uh, bipolar disorder um in some cases in many cases people experience some of these uh, things not under bipolarism or under bipolar disorder but just things that happen in life so we ought we we have to be careful to know that uh when you you don't have bipolar you know uh these things also sometimes they happen for example we talk about when you get stressed you see in movies people end up having so much appetite they want to eat everything junk food or some people are just depressed. They don't want to eat. They don't have bipolar, but they can. They they feel this way. Um, we talk about even suicide. When someone thinks about suicide, doesn't mean they're bipolar. Ooh, ooh. Um, even low esteem issues that we talk about, feeling worthless, or you know, just feeling guilty for no reason, it's not bipolar. It's just. The nature of life. So we need to understand these things. So uh, this is going to help me connect now with um, something controversial about bipolar disorder. Yeah. Uh, so this is under the causes of bipolar disorder. So um, this is coming from nhs.uk. And I think everyone who's tried to study this disease they've concluded that no one knows the cause, even if they do brain scans and or something, they don't see anything unusual mm. but it exists, but they don't see what's going on with the brain, so they end up just coming up with um with just possibilities or this may be the reason, and without knowing how to di diagnose it properly it has led to, to so much controversy, which I'm going to touch on. So according to uh, NHS.uk, they say that the exact cause of bipolar disorder is unknown. Experts believe there are a number of factors that work together to make a person more likely to develop it. So these are uh, thought to be the, to be a complex mix of physical, environmental and social factors. I'm just reading, this is not my my ideas. <clears throat> so there's uh, the, the chemical part of it, or the, the, the neural, neuro, neurological part of it. So they, they call it a chemical imbalance in the brain. So uh, forgive me, I'm gonna go a little deep into some chemistry and t- biology. <laughs> you're, you're free to, to ignore if you don't care about some of this. Bipolar disorder is widely believed to be a result of chemical imbalances in imbalances in, in the brain imbalances. So the chemical responsible, the chemicals responsible for controlling the brain's functions, they are called neurotransmitters, right? And include noradrenaline, serotonin, and dopamine. Those three. So there's some evidence. There's some evidence that uh, if there's an imbalance in the levels of one or more neurotransmitters, those things we talked about, um, a person may develop some symptoms of bipolar disorder. Okay? Symptoms, not bipolar disorder. So when you have depression, it's actually a chemical imbalance in in the head when you think about it, all these symptoms that we talk about. So, for example, there's evidence that episodes of mania We talked about mania, that is the extremist uh, episode of the emotional highs you experience. That's the the mania. So, for example, uh, there's evidence that episodes of mania may occur when levels of noradrenaline are too high. So let me me just step back a little bit. I'll just give a, a definition of what this chemical is. So, uh noradrenaline is both a neurotransmitter and also a hormone it plays an important role in the body's fight or flight fight or flight response when you feel like you have to defend yourself that's the hormone that's being released when you feel like here i have to run right in cases where you maybe yeah it's the the way god made things so if there's an imbalance. Imagine if there's an imbalance in that someone might end up feeling like life is too tough. I should escape. I should commit suicide. You know, depression is coming. So that 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 um uh, chemical or that neurotransmitter, it's it's it, it helps us in those uh times when we have these things happening in our lives. Our brain responds in that way. So um, as a medication, noradrenaline is used to increase and maintain blood pressure. To maintain blood pressure in limited short-term serious health situations. Yeah, this doesn't matter much. Yeah. So the, these are the, this is what they believe that these are the the the, the chemical. Um, causes of bipolar disorder those imbalances in the brain and another uh, set of causes they are not these are not neural they are genetical say it's a genetical disease so it's also thought that bipolar disorder is linked to genetics as it seems to run in families they're just looking at, ah, maybe your, your, your father had bipolar disorder. You're likely to get it, and maybe they've seen a pattern of it. So the family members of a person with bipolar disorder have an increased risk of developing it themselves. But no single gene is responsible for bipolar disorder, which is interesting that they look at it, that there's no gene that you get from anyone In your family, that's responsible. That they could point out to say, "Yeah, this is where it's coming from." So, so instead, a number of genetic and environmental factors are thought to act as triggers. So you already have it in you somehow, but if you have genetic, uh, um, if there are genetic factors involved, they 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 are thought to act as triggers. But however, there has been there hasn't been a um, a definite cause that's been pointed out. These are just um, probabilities, right? Um, so people just use symptoms usually. Um, they just use symptoms to diagnose. So no one knows that whether it's bipolar disorder or not. They just say, oh, okay, you're suffering from, you have depression, you have this, you have this, you have that. Okay, it's bipolar disorder. But we need to also keep in mind that this is an existent thing because some people have seen people with bipolar disorder, how they act sometimes. So no one really knows whether you have it or not. But from the symptoms... Uh, the professionals may be able to tell uh, you know this is what it is yeah so not being able to diagnose this disease and also just taking from symptoms alone um this has led, led to a controversy where some people lab, label some of the they label some of these symptoms as, as um pure, destructive, and sinful behavior. I'll just repeat again that this controversy, uh, this not being able to diagnose properly, it has led to a controversy where some people label some of these symptoms as pure, destructive, and sinful behavior. And some also use it as an excuse for destructive and sinful behavior. Mm. And those that, are, those that are not bipolar claiming to be bipolar and those that are truly are, they're labeled liars. So it's, it's, it's a very sensitive topic to talk about because no one is able to tell you that I truly have it. If they tell you that I truly have it and you don't want to believe them because you think, ah, who knows? Or if someone doesn't have it and they say they have it, Also, you have no way to prove whether someone has it. So this controversy now is going to lead me to look at it. How should we respond to it biblically as a church? If someone comes and says, I have bipolar disorder, what should we do as Christians? That's the question. Um. So what I'm going to do like I was, like I said um I was learning so most of my my work here is is um is research work. So I borrowed something from a site called godquestions.org. So they also give the same uh, answer or the same conclusion to say that the exact cause of bipolar disorder is unknown. Like all studies say, they don't know what causes it. Although science has demonstrated a genetic components to the dis- component of, uh, to the disorder, some practitioners are also employing brain imaging. Bipolar disorder is generally diagnosed based on the symptoms displayed by an individual, which has led to some Controversy. Like I was saying, so in popular culture, bipolar disorder has been used as an excuse for destructive or sin sinful behavior, <clears throat> and the label has been has even been used as a source of pride among the entertainment elite. I think we see that in 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 news most of the time, someone claiming to be sick mentally, so yeah, I don't know how. The world has gone to a stage where they praise illness. That yeah I I have this brain condition called blah blah blah. Right? They're putting it out there so that when they do something that is uh despicable out there, they will always have somewhere to blame it on. You always need somewhere to go as 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 a stronghold when thing when the when your fans come against you. This is what's happening in the showbiz world. So being bipolar has become chic. But to those who truly suffer from the disease, this trendiness has done more harm than good. That how can someone just... You know, a person who truly suffers from it, they don't like it. That's my thought. They don't enjoy it. But they see some celebrity out there Advertising it as if it's bringing in income or something, or it's something trendy that you should be proud of. Someone who's truly sick is just out there saying, huh, this is offensive." Uh, I've seen a TikTok video. It's not a Tik. It's a. It's a, it's, a, it's a YouTube video of a guy who has this um, condition. I don't know if you know ticks. Um where maybe you're just sitting and then you just start talking repeatedly, maybe just saying one word, or you can start hitting yourself, or just do something destructive. Your brain just, I don't know, just taps. it just snaps in a moment and then you just do something that you don't want to do. So this guy was commenting, was making a comment on YouTube saying, there's a TikTok trend of people who claim to have tics. He was just saying it's very annoying because what they are doing is they are making it seem like it's something cool. But it's something that I, who has it, I hate it so much. It makes me do, do some things that, that are crazy, you know. So think about it when people are going out there to kind of praise mm-hmm. a disease that you know it's really, it, yeah, it, it, you don't like it, you hate it. It's like you, uh, you have cancer. Right? You know the pain of cancer and someone goes there, kind of tries to praise it as if it's something honorable as if maybe it's a badge of honor. It will make you feel hurt that you know. So this is the trend we have these days. So a Christian who suffers from bipolar disorder or manic depression should treat it like any other physiological disease. This is what God que- God questions says that uh, while God certainly has the ability to work miracles and cure any malady, he often lets us continue our journey with a thorn in the flesh to remind us that he is sufficient. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 9. So this is now us responding to it as Christians. Should we see someone who is suffering from or who is displaying symptoms of bipolar disorder, which we don't know either they have or they do not have? If they're lying, it's between them and God. But someone comes to you and says, I have depression. Sometimes I just shift from being depressed and now I'm just euphoric. I just want to laugh. I just feel overconfident. I want to do this. I want to do that. And in a minute, I'm sad. I'm feeling like I want to kill myself. What should we do? Should we um what should we how should we respond as Christians? Uh and yeah, it's wise to treat it as just another disease. Pray for the person, it's good. Um, they should also seek medical attention if it's something to do with um. Uh, physiological uh, disturbances or something. So if a believer had diabetes, he would seek medical advice from trained doctors, take prescribed medications, and seek godly counsel on how to deal with both his physical and emotional symptoms. The same holds true for a believer with bipolar disorder so we both if it's necessary that we seek medical um, treatment and also we need we cannot have one without the other for a christian even if it's even if it's cancer mm-hmm. cancer brings with it uh, physical pains at the same time it brings emotional pains and the bible does a good job in dealing with your emotions. How you respond to it. How you look at it. Like we talked about. That God sees it necessary to leave you with a thorn in the flesh for the rest of your life. And how should you accept that as a Christian? So if you, are, if you, have, if you struggle with depression. Or any symptom um, that is in line with bipolar disorder. You need medical Treatment. At the same time, you need the Bible. So, because bipolar disorder or manic depression uh, affects the way a person thinks, finding godly counsel, Proverbs chapter one, verse five, and spending time in God's Word, Second Timothy chapter three, sixteen to seventeen, all Scripture sufficient, are essential. Spending time in God's word. They're essential. So, yeah, so this this disease affects the mind and things that are controlled by the mind. And therefore, the word of God is is essential in training and equipping you for your life battles with this disease. So if a person who is bipolar is prone to sin because of the disease, then the Bible would rebuke him, and teach him on how to conduct himself. We talked about it. The same thing with um, with uh, psychopathy. That a psychopath cannot obey the law that says cannot obey the you know like cannot just be joyful. Maybe in some situations doesn't experience emotions. He doesn't so, love yeah they hate like oh, i I feel like I want to just hit this person with a hammer in the head mm-hmm. i i I think it, yeah I won't feel anything right that's how they but what does the bible say? you mourn with those who mourn right uh mm-hmm. celebrate or or jubilate with those who jubilate so if you don't read in the Bible that uh the law of the Bible doesn't regard your physical condition you would have to do something because God said it not because you feel like doing it you get it that's where you get um uh you get guided by the bible for a person who's bipolar disorder you'd know that when i get depressed i get anxious i feel like doing things that are pitiful um uh, I feel like if I just wanna cut myself with some sharp object to feel better, or I just wanna attempt drowning myself in a bucket. Or I just feel like just complaining, complaining, this and this is going on. And then you go and read in Matthew, the Bible says, Don't be anxious for nothing. Right? Now the Bible is doing a job to Rebuke you. So that's what we're talking about, the need of, of the Bible. It overrides your, your, your feelings in that moment. right? So, <clears throat> so we say in order to do what is right, we must know what is true. Bipolar disorder out as a person's perceptions of reality. So a strong foundation in truth is a necessity when dealing with its symptoms. So someone with bipolar disorder or manic depression might give in to misperceptions caused by the disease and commit sinful acts. It's easy for them to... to it's, dif- it's different for someone who's normal, they if you're a Christian and you're in a state where you don't have any mental disease, I think the battle is not as, it's more tough, I could say, because you are not easily going to just give in. Like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. You're fighting more. But for a person like this, they can just easily slide into this this sinful act. So they even need the word of God more. Um, so someone with bipolar disorder manic de- depression might give into misperceptions caused by the disease and commit sinful acts a person with bipolar disorder might must treat those sins like any other person should sin is sin whether you did it in a way that maybe uh, you were tied by chains and you're being forced to but if you commit it you have committed sin like a person who freely walked into it. So you should recognize his actions as sinful and repent like any other person and seek forgiveness from God. So believers with bipolar disorder should never blame their illness for their actions. Uh, We can look at John chapter 15 verse 22. John chapter 15, verse 22, which says, okay, uh, I can just start from 20. Remember the word that I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept John 15, yeah, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. So we're talking about blaming your sin on something, right? Right? In this case, you're talking about blaming your sins on your disease, which a lot of people do, and a lot of therapists make a mistake of ruling out that uh we see like a lot of i don't know like let's say for people who watch crime documentaries in many cases there's always the commentator saying or whatever saying that uh they've committed this, they start looking at what happened in their childhood uh if they've been, if if they ever have been diagnosed with some kind of mental illness mm. and in some cases there's always something uh they've been traumatized uh, when they were children or something so kind of trying to say this person is not bad it's just the way they were brought up right but sin is not like that we were born with sin we're capable of sinning doing uh, the most despicable things Whether we are mentally Okay or not So If you're bipolar Or if you suffer from depression And you end up doing something The first thing to go and Make sure you understand Is that Sin is separate from Whatever you have in your head Or whatever you're feeling Or whatever disease you have But sin is sin Right. So we should go to God not with an excuse saying, "Ah, oh, but God, of of course it's tough." You were prone to give in quickly, but that sin also should make you cry and wail. This is the thorn. If it's not a thorn, then it doesn't hurt. A thorn would be there, and you hate it. Yeah. You'd pray that God, if if it was possible, remove it from my flesh. yeah god chooses to 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 um he chooses to raise us in that way to grow us in that way two days ago i was watching um a testimony i was watching with Laura of what's her name the lady yeah she's been suffering from this muscle uh issue where she cannot walk huh she got paralyzed. Yeah, she got paralyzed, and she was saying that I've I, I prayed so many times, even since when I was young, that God would heal me from this. But it turns out that He didn't. He even added some more things in, on top of this uh, paralysis. He got cancer. She got cancer, and she also, what else happened? Yeah, she had cancer and there's something else that she also suffered from. And it was even worse. And then she came to realization saying, I've just seen that this is what, these are the lemons in my life that God keeps squeezing. And when he squeezes them, I see a lot of, I see the bad side of myself. Mm. Which I would say, if these things were not there in my life, then probably it would be difficult for me to be sanctified. For example, I'm just I will just give a, uh, a short example. She talks about, uh, one night, uh, about three is it three to four years after she was married, the husband just woke up in the middle of the night saying, "Ha, I'm tired. This is difficult for me. You know, like taking care of you and all that because she was paralyzed." And then she said something that, so you didn't know when you married me that this is what you're signing up for? Things like that. Then all of a sudden she realized that, yeah, I shouldn't have said those things. So this ailment or this sickness brought something, a character in her that she was bitter or she uh, she was not kind with words. And as time passed on, she was learning to be more kind, understanding that, of course. Because some years later, the husband woke up with the same story again, like, ha, huh, I'm tired. This is not easy. And then she was shocked with, by the way she responded. She was like, I don't blame you for this. Even if it was me, it would be tough for me too. But all I can do is I'll pray for you that God may give you strength. You see, God changed her Through that, and she was saying, "I'm so grateful to God for these lemons, even though it's not beautiful when God squeezes them, but it's giving me a new heart. Even when, when, when I die, I do not hope much for a glorified body, but I'm hoping for a glorified heart, because there's a lot of small things that I do or say that are, um." that are just, yeah, that are just sinful. And God for all these years of my life He's been changing me. So this is how a Christian should look at um, some of these things that we call thorns in the flesh. Yeah. Could be just a physical thing in the body or even the mind issues like we're talking about. That it's, it's not easy to fight sin when you suffer from depression, when you suffer from, from suicidal thoughts, when you suffer from whatever you suffer from. But God changes you through that. So believers should treat a, a person with bipolar disorder or manic depression with the same compassion they would show toward everyone else. This is towards us, maybe we, who do not suffer from anything. We're going to say, ah, let's uh, give a special whatever for this person. Because sin is sin. If a child sins, if a child lies, you will not be, it shouldn't be too easy on it because it's a child. There's this um proverb, in Z- proverb the Zimbabwean proverb that says, He uh, something something like you you're smiling at a baboon at, at a limping baboon coming out of your feud from stealing yeah exactly yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah it's like yeah it's like you are you are you have you know like let's say baboons they have I don't know, you may be in in the Zimbabwean um, setting, they have a tendency of stealing in fields, but you see it coming out of the field, maybe it's carrying something from your field, but it's limping. (laughs) Then you just smile at it like, ah, okay, I'll just leave it. So sometimes we shouldn't treat sinners in that way, whether it's a child or whether it's an old person, whether it's a person who's sick. If it's a person who suffers from bipolar disorder, and if they're sinning they should be rebuked of course with love like you would with a person who's normal who's feeling well so church offers people with bipolar disorder something they desperately need in their lives yes. that's the truth john 17:17 17, 17. one thing people with bipolar disorder need more than anything else is the hope that this is in jesus Christ. Sorry, sorry. Let me let me uh, read it again. One thing people with bis- bipolar disorder need more than anything is anything else is the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Even though their illness tries to steal their lives away, they have an abundant life in Christ. This is the conclusion that uh, that was made in God questions. And I would make the same um um the same Conclusion to say that we're seeing that Christ is all, Christ is above all, right? Christ is like a universal solution to any problem, mm. right? Whether it's 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 a disease that that you could say, I oh, you know, I, I don't know about this one. Christ is above it, and it comes with the hope that whether you are feeling sick like you're on you're sub like you're unconscious or anything he is his 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 hope is above is above all uh, that's the conclusion we need to make and even as Christians as we go on preaching uh if we cannot be therapists of which not all of us can be therapists but but many of us can be able to share the hope if you go to um, Zinke Trust in Zimbabwe, let's say, you're not going to say, ah, because I'm not a therapist, I cannot deal with those people. But ju- we need to remember that Christ is the hope. Those people who would, maybe they would know that, yeah, they are not okay mentally. Sometimes they do things that are like this and this and that. If they are Christ- if, if saved, Christ does the work. It might not be taking away that mental illness or that disease they have, but one, they get hope, two, they get sanctification. So yeah, so that concludes my message for tonight, and I hope I did a good job in in explaining um, bipolar disorder and any other thing that's in that same area i'm sure the rest of the message can can touch on any disease could be mental or could be physical so thank you um